Hello, everybody. Welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 72. I'm Benjamin Yoder, and I am here very late on the weekend. I put off I put off doing this podcast for a while. Um, my goal this week... This episode is episode 72, yeah. Uh, my goal this week was to to beat uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, Torna, the Golden Country. That name always throws me off. And uh, I did not do that. <laughs> I, I spent a good chunk of time. Like, I didn't spend that much time during the week itself, maybe like six hours across the whole week. But then I put probably another like 20 hours in over the weekend and... Uh, Unfortunately, it was like right, probably right before the boss, and I'm there, and I just kind of burned out. <laughs> so, so yeah, but um, but yeah, it's been it's an interesting piece of downloadable content so far. Um, basically, or so far, I've pretty much played the entire thing, but but I have not finished the story part of it. Um, so yeah, it's um, as you'd expect, it is pretty much you know a lot of of. <clears throat> the same like base mechanics and everything like that but i was surprised by how much they did actually change um they actually changed how the whole blade system works so now there's actually like um um two blades and like a driver so basically if you don't know for xenoblade uh blades are like weapons but they're people essentially it's it's a silly thing it's probably gonna go real bad trying to explain this <laughs> um but but yeah they're basically weapons with people and you typically in the main game would have uh the driver who's like the person who who is attached to these three weapons um and then they would just use the weapon of the blade and the blade would just like stand in the background and like pop in for for certain combos and stuff or like certain special animations but they really didn't do anything um other than stand behind you with their hands at you and there's like a little like a little tether that goes that like basically shows your affinity with each other and then eventually when it, it turns gold um you can do like some extra level four special kind of stuff but uh they actually changed it so now it's um not only does the uh so you, you play as the driver or you can switch between the blades too you, you play as basically all th- <sighs> The best way to maybe explain this is that instead of having three separate blades with one character controlling each, you basically have um, two blades and a person, and then all those people switch out. So, so when when the driver switches out, they don't just switch out the weapon; they switch out the entire person for the next person behind them. Um, and so it's it's a bit different, although like in terms of the functionality wise, you're essentially still switching between like three different weapons. Um, so that's sort of similar, but it, it adds like a new level of, um, I guess you'd call like, uh, management because not only are you switching between your driver role and your blade role, but then the blades also can switch between each other's because you have two blades and you have cooldown timers for both of those. And you basically want to swap out these, these people as much as possible because, um, as you do that, it, it restores their, their attack cooldowns essentially and then also and also if you're switching between a blade and a driver it basically completely restores their health um so they, they changed quite a bit and then they also like uh made made some parts of the battle system kind of um more more um adaptable for the player i guess maybe is that that's probably not the right word <laughs> So basically in the main game you could do elemental combos but there's like a preset path for these elemental combos so you had to do certain elemental combos. Now those preset paths are still in there and they're still the ones you want to do because they deal the most damage but you can essentially just kind of freeform el- combo any elements you want and it um and it lets you um 
essentially just do a one level three combo even if it's like a weaker version and it's actually really a nice change in the game because um there would be times in the original xenoblade where you basically would be trying to do a combo and then you end up kind of stuck and you don't really there's nothing you really can do you couldn't like if you didn't have anything to finish that combo off with or if like the AI wasn't presenting that option to you. Um, you really couldn't do anything. You couldn't finish it off. You just had to wait for the combo to expire, basically, um, or the the prompt for the combo to expire, which would take a while um, before it would start uh, letting you start the next combo. So now you can go ahead and just basically cancel off the end of a combo once you've um, once you've used the level three uh, element, even if it doesn't actually make a a set uh, attack that uh that boosts a lot of damage or anything like that so yeah a lot of a lot of very small changes but overall i feel like if you liked uh xenoblade chronicles 2 like mechanically it's it's uh very similar so if you did not like xenoblade chronicles 2 mechanically i don't think this really does anything other than maybe maybe speeds up the tutorial a little bit but the weird thing though i mean it speeds up the tutorial but this dlc is very much focused on i think supplementing the main story rather than being its own story so there's not really a lot of um um i guess there's, there's not a lot of world building and stuff like that it's very focused on this specific story that's happening and you know maybe that'd be enjoyable on its own i really it's it, i can't tell you because i already played through the main game and beat it uh before the expansion i imagine most people have already already played through xenoblade chronicles 2 if they're buying the golden or torn of the golden country um um, so yeah, it's a little, it feels like the, the tutorial, uh, feels a little wasted cause it is, it's pretty quick to get you up to speed. Um, by the time you're on like the first like section of the first area, they pretty much have given you everything for the most part. Um, there is some additional, like, um, like they still take a while to introduce the, um, the ability to like break, uh, elemental spheres and stuff that stuff that took like, you know, 15 hours in the main game to introduce you still don't really get i'd say the full rollout is still probably about five hours which is quite a while but they they give you so much more in the beginning and and with the ability to to have or with their ability to have like um um gnome blades in your party there's not as much like kind of these uh, issues where in the original Xenoblade 2 what happened is be, when you're like starting to pull certain characters and stuff into your party it's like a random pull from a you know pile of random blades essentially um, and there'd be times where it's like you don't really feel well equipped because you didn't really get a good blade for this character so that character feels kind of like weak and not able to to combo properly with other people and this one all the blades are preset and um, so, so there's a lot smoother progression of uh, learning the mechanics. I feel like um, they're they're very very conscious about what what each character is capable of at each point, and then have them like kind of introduce more like the main characters, the two main characters, uh, Laura and Jin, like into a break and a or a uh, break and topple combo, which is basically like a status effect where you break them, uh, and then you uh, use another status effect that topples them over essentially and then the second character you get has a launch and then a smash so so they're very very conscious of that stuff where i think in xenoblade 2 it was not so um was not specifically given to you to figure out or anything like that they kind of were like this is something you can do but you're gonna have to kind of figure out how to put these pieces together to make it work um and i kind of like that a lot that this game has uh has a like a, a set 
um, set of skills for each character. It just makes it feel like the game can really make full use of combining these new characters with their blades. And then, um, and then it also just makes it feel like, uh, you know, like the field skill stuff and maybe, maybe something you, you should do if this is making no sense, is go watch like my Xenoblade Chronicles 2 review. Um, but like the field skill stuff, um, basically in the original game, you had all these field skills. There's like tons of them and it was really hard to manage and it really hard to like, to, to get the right skills to like get past certain sections of the game or sections of mostly optional sections of the game like optional quests and stuff like that um and this one because you have a preset set of blades uh you know for sure you have these skills and so you can look up and see exactly how you need to level them up and stuff so it's not really uh there's not nearly as many frustrations i feel like with you know running into to do a field skill and it's being like this feels this this thing is asking me for something that i've never heard of before also i need a level 5 version of it and i may have like a blade in my inventory with a level 1 version of it and it's just like ah and then you just like get stuck and you can't do anything um there are still moments of that where it's like oh i need level 3 command water and then you're like trying to figure out what the heck you need to do to get that and um you just you just gotta figure it out at some point but because the game is so short and compact you, you pretty easily get that stuff by the end of the game and and it seems pretty pretty um smartly paced out of in terms of the content and like oh if you're gonna go you know if they have this treasure chest in the in the original area um where you're like level one or something like that running around um it will be fit to the level of whenever you would actually have command water too it, it does a lot better job of that so and th i guess that's one thing as well with like the areas it's just like the areas are a lot more compact um which for a game like xenoblade which is you know everyone's like oh it's big open whatever i think it actually is a huge benefit in a lot of ways um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, you know, is a big open world game and it has a hard time, you know, creating defined areas at times as any big open world game does. And I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the areas weren't too big, but they were kind of poorly designed. I don't really know. It was really hard to, like, and I didn't talk about this in the, vid the video review as much because I couldn't really put my put it into words because they eventually did add some map features that made it a lot easier to navigate those areas but there's a lot of times where you just kind of feel like you wrap around back onto yourself in the original Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I don't know why it's that way it's like you'll be going doing something and then you just kind of end up back where you started and you're like how did this happen this wasn't where I was trying to go <laughs> or what I was doing um and I feel like uh with Torna the areas are a lot more smartly designed there's a lot of like branching paths that go through these little uh these little you know bulbs of areas essentially they're not huge areas they're they're kind of like their own little unique environment built around a handful of you know um i would say distinct areas within that environment um and and it feels like every piece of that environment is uh unique and and you can really tell where you are a lot easier and and all the paths seem to lead you to where you need to be going in the end um in terms of like you know getting through that area it's kind of a a point a point b kind of thing where it's like very like yes there's a bunch of different paths they all kind of lead to the same area to where you're going where i feel like in in xenoblade chronicles 2 when you go to an area maybe it's just that they're used so much in so many different ways in xenoblade chronicles 2 you'd you just kind of get there was no real flow because they didn't really have one place they're trying to direct you to all the time. 
Um, and in this content, they do use reuse the map for Gormont, which is like the first uh, like foresty kind of continent. Um, you can really just tell the design just feels completely different in a way that I think is kind of bad. Uh, but most areas in this in this expansion are actually all new. I say I think every single one is new except for the Gourmet. And so I think it's like um, the beginning area, which is kind of connected to one of the last areas, but they're, they're basically separate areas. Um, I'd say there's probably about like five to seven unique maps, including one major town, one smaller kind of hamlet, and then. Um, uh, a couple of smaller villages. At first, when you're playing through, you're like, are there going to be no towns ever? Because they're constantly like trying to get to towns, which then are just blown up. And you're like, did they not have the money to make any towns? <laughs> uh, and so their excuse was just to blow up all the towns. Um, but the uh, but the, the final town is uh, pretty pretty um pretty intricate. It's got kind of like a like I don't know the best way to put. It. I guess it's like a like a um. Japanese design behind it um I don't think there's anything in the original game that kind of falls within that template um but uh yeah I liked it a lot I enjoyed I enjoyed the time I spent with it it's probably about um I'd say it's so to beat it I would probably say it's about 20 hours long even though I haven't beaten it yet um but I would say content wise realistically the main story content there's probably about 10 hours which isn't bad um but there's a lot of required side quest content, and I feel like a lot of that side quest content is very fetch questy, which I think is for the most part I was okay with. But I I know for some people that kind of quest design is is kind of blech. So I'm trying to remember if there if if there it's distinctly different from the original game. But I don't remember if the side quests are all, in the original game are also very fetch fetch questy or not. So so yeah, I just rambled a good long time about that. <laughs> Um, that was probably almost my complete thoughts on it. There's some, there's actually a lot of things that I think are kind of fascinating about this DLC piece. And like, it feels like they're really trying to feeling out. They're really still trying to feel out how to make Xenoblade Chronicles 2 work. And in some ways they do. And some days they still don't. And it's kind of funny to, to see them be like, yep, you're still trying. But then, uh, but yeah, the thing is though, is that like, I feel like unless they're doing some more content after this, it's kind of their last, that was their last chance to kind of clean everything up. Um, there was actually an interview uh, with, I think I pulled it up here. I always forget his name. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Ba -ba 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 Tatsuya Takahashi, um, who's executive director at a, at a monolith. And he basically, people were asking this is a let me see this is a u.s gamer article usgamer.net i'll link the article uh but they're basically asking him about the uh the sci-fi nature of xenoblade chronicles x and you know xenoblade chronicles 2 has some sci-fi stuff in it but it is a lot more uh probably closer in line to the original xenoblade kind of like a fantastical medieval kind of thing it's like a mix of sci-fi and 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 more like uh i don't know you call it traditional traditional fantasy or something like that um anyways and he basically basically are asking like what direction he wants to go with next let's keep going with one or the other and he's like uh i don't really want to do either <laughs> or or basically he wants to do a completely different vision if he can which makes me happy because i think the thing that makes me very happy about monolith is they never stick with one thing too long so hopefully i mean 
I would think, I would hope that whatever they end up doing next RPG wise is mechanically very different from what Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is. And hopefully whatever lessons they did learn with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they can pull into the next game. But then I, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to really be able to obviously pick those out. Cause if, the, if I can, that might mean the game's too similar to, <laughs> to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, so it's interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to see what they what they do next, and I really enjoyed the uh, DLC. I I bought the physical copy for like forty bucks, and I don't really regret it. Although I I played again like twenty hours over the weekend, and that kind of burned me out. <laughs> twenty hours of one, so I don't playing twenty hours of games is not a big deal outside of you know me just feeling like I should be doing other things like writing, uh, which by the way I have not written or done anything within the last like four days, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> but. But, um, but yeah, playing one game, I'd say my tolerance for one game in general is probably about 20 to 30 hours. And then at that point, I need to be playing something else at some point. But I will try to shove through it this week, shove through the last area, last maybe literally the last room before the last boss and finish it up. I basically 100% of the story content of the game. I think there's a few more missing bits and there's some like battle content that I don't really want to touch on. It's like, oh, the lowest level one was like a level like 70 boss who... I did okay against, but I I wasn't going to be willing to spend the time to not only fight them, but also grind up the money I would need to buy where they were located, essentially, from this little little Nopon guy. He's very tiny Nopon man. He's a very tiny man. Um, so, yeah. Enjoyed it a lot. If you like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, fans of the fans of the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 will enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna. It reminds me a lot of like Final Fantasy thirteen too, and how they fixed a lot of their problems um that they had very early on in the game uh and then also it reminds me of Final Fantasy 13 too as in whenever I try to recommend it to anyone I then have to recommend well you gotta play Final Fantasy 13 first and don't get me wrong I think Final Fantasy 13 is like a fine game for the most part but most people aren't willing to listen to you if you're gonna tell them play Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> um and so like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 I think is a lot more you know does not have the negative PR of like a Final Fantasy 13 but you know, trying to convince people to play uh, to play a whole RPG with that takes like you know a good 10, 15 hours to get to the starting point is a is a challenging thing. Before we wrap up, let's make this podcast not entirely about Xenoblade Chronicles two. <laughs> I probably should have started with this, but hey, too late. If you're still here, like congratulations, welcome. I love you. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, no, that is not the words. <laughs> That is not the words that I want to say out of my mouth. Um, um, there's a the Castlevania Requiem. Uh, I think this is. I may have mentioned this before because it showed up as like a trademark. But the Castlevania Requiem, uh, like bundle for for Rondo of Blood and the Night was announced. And um, you know, there's nothing really to say about it per se. Those are two very fairly well-known games. Cynthia of the Night is well known. Rondo of Blood is as well known as it can probably get. I think there's probably some people. I think there's probably a lot of Castlevania fans who have not played Rondo of Blood because um, they just stuck with like the Metroidvanias and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm thinking about maybe picking it up. There's there's kind of two 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 things here. One, um, I've been wanting to play Castlevania: Sin of the Night again, uh, but the problem being is I want to play it with the PSP voice acting because I've not listened to the PSP voice acting before. And I'm going to guess this, uh, this PS4 version is going to have the old voice acting and not the PSP voice acting. So, so I may end up buying it and then not playing Sympathy of the Night 
on it at all and still playing the weirdo PSP version of that game. I still can't figure out how to get that get that game to like look right on a TV. It's, it's such a weird resolution. I don't know. It's it's like weirdly like stretched. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I'm do I think I'm doing something wrong. Uh, but I, I think I think the reason why I'm didn't definitely probably pick it up, although I don't know how much it costs. Um, but uh, I do want to pick up Rondo of Blood on PS4 because um, I'd rather not play Rondo of Blood on a PSP. Um, I've played Dracula X Chronicles, which is where the collection is, um, and I never picked up Rondo of Blood on the Wii. So, so having a, a, a platform where it's a, you know, easy to control PSP video out, you know, using PSP control is something I put up with, not something I particularly enjoy. <laughs> um, um, and then just like, you know, uh, PSP doesn't always, you know, scale up to a TV particularly well either. So, so that's, I'm, I'm interested in doing that eventually someday. I'll continue to say eventually someday with this stuff. It's, it's sad. Like I have a like maybe a stack of like five to six games that I'm like I need to play these soon question mark and I, I there's no way I'm playing any of them soon uh Valkyria Chronicles 4 is in that stack still got Sword Art Online Fiddle Bullet in that stack still got a uh, Shaman King Master of Spirits 2 Mighty Number 9 I just started Ghost Squad I might end up so just as a heads up I have no streaming plans for next week yet <laughs> uh I gotta figure that out. So I'll update on Twitter when when I figure that out. <laughs> but um, but uh, we may end up playing more Ghost Squad just because I want to finish Ghost Squad. I mean, like I technically finished it, but I want to finish out the rest of the content. But then I also <laughs> like don't know if I can I can will myself to set aside another like two hours to play through Ghost Squad. So maybe if I force myself to stream it, uh, that will make me do it. Yeah, there's some more stuff over there. I can't remember everything over there, but it's a big stack. Blade Strangers, all that stuff. I don't know. I'm just focusing on finishing gold or the the, the Torna DLC, and once I'm done with that, um, I'll probably probably move forward. Trying to like 100% the story content put me around like 25 hours in Torna, um, which is going to be much more reasonable than trying to like do all the content in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, the 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 gold the Golden Country has like all the DLC packaged into it. Uh, for the original game, so I'm kind of mixed on what I want to do with that. I don't know. I, I feel like I shouldn't play any more Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We'll see. But yeah, we'll see if that uh, if I amount that into like a review or, or whatever. Uh, I'm not really sure what the plan is for that right now. So I guess that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening to a very Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Golden or Torna the Golden Country episode. I feel like I just kind of regurgitated everything from my stream, but that's okay. That's all right. That's life. Um, um, unfortunately, I don't think there's any article this week. Um, I've got stuff still moving, but not moving at the pace I'd like them to. Um, so I will give you any updates once I, I have a better idea of what I'm doing with that. Uh, first things first, though, is I got to figure out what I'm doing for streaming this week. And uh, first things first is I got to get this po- podcast set up to go out. I'm doing this last minute for the weekend. So so, so I need to make sure it's up and ready for Monday so I can look at the number and say, yeah, you two people there are listening to it. Thanks, man. Thank you. I don't know if it's the same like handful of people that listen to it or if it's new people. There's like 30 views on my Ghost Squad stream. Like, why? <laughs> why are you watching this? I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. That's going to be it. I'm going to send it now. Thanks. Have a good week. Bye.